welcome to Women's Hoops and Talks, the what podcast, where we are elevating the voice of women in basketball. I'm Tara, and Kendall's here today. Hi, Kendall. Hi, Tara. It's great to hear your voice again. So what have you been doing since the World Cup is over? Uh, Well, I just finished up my internship and packed up my stuff, moved back to Portland. I just drove um, I drove was was driving Monday and Tuesday, just got back, and then um, heading back to New York in about a week. So I'm Man, not here long. Yeah. One busy lady. Well, I'm very glad that we got you when we could, and I think I can probably speak for both of us when I say that I that we are very excited to uh, have our guests this evening. We let's just go right into it. Uh, joining us tonight is Amara Baptist. She is the digital content manager for the Portland Trailblazers. She is brand new in Portland, but before that she was with the Memphis Grizzlies. And she also has worked at Fox Sports and with the Dodgers, among many other jobs that sound really fascinating. And I hope she tells us about some of them. Anyway, Amara, welcome to Portland. Welcome to Rip City and welcome to the What Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited excited to be in all those things. <laughs> well, um, so Tara just kind of mentioned some of your past jobs, but can you kind of go a little more in depth and kind of tell us about your experience and kind of what got you, uh, kind of brought you up to this point to coming to Portland? Yeah, for sure. So I'm from Los Angeles originally, and my first kind of big step into social media was at Fox Sports. And I hadn't really had any experience in social media except other than just trying to build my own whatever on the internet. Um, But I've always been a huge fan of basketball. I know this is kind of bad to say, but I grew up a Lakers fan. (laughs) So I was super into the online uh, NBA Twitter and all that stuff. So I knew social media, but I didn't know that that was a job and that could be a career path. Um, So I started working at Fox Sports doing social media for their late night TV show called Fox Sports Live. And I really just kind of fell in love with the digital and social way of sharing content. Um, I was working really weird hours, so I got to learn a lot about different sports. I was a huge basketball fan, but I didn't really know anything about tennis and boxing and UFC, and um, I kind of just had a crash course and all that, uh, which was super awesome, and now I feel like I'm somewhat knowledgeable in other things. But I worked there for two years, um, and you know, my goal was the MBA, um, and before I got into social media, I wanted to do PR. And I didn't really know how to get into it. Obviously, it's a super competitive field. And just to get into the MBA in general is really tough. So I heard a lot of no's and I heard a lot of um, you don't have enough experience and, you know, we can't take a chance on you. And it really, you know, obviously it's upsetting when you don't get the jobs that you want, but it really pushed me to get experience. So I was interning at every free event in LA basketball that I could find and just trying to meet people um, and learn from people in the industry. So I started to build my network that way, which later on helped me get a job in the NBA uh, with the Memphis Grizzlies. I have a question about some of the positions that you did before you got to the Memphis Grizzlies. I saw that you worked for the Drew League and you worked for the Kobe Bryant Skills Academy. I would love to hear a little bit more about some of those (laughs) positions. (laughs) 
Sure. So um, obviously being a Lakers fan, I was a huge Kobe Bryant fan. And one of my um, good friends was a manager of uh, an internship uh, at this camp in Santa Barbara. And he uh, asked me if I would be interested. And I was like, yes, of course. I don't know what we're going to be doing or what this is, but yes, I'm doing it. So I went to Santa Barbara and it was basically just an internship, um, not for college credits or anything, because my uh, college courses didn't really add up. It was more for just experience on my end. And it was like four or five day long camp and we were managing all of the campers. There was a group of like 30 interns and we were managing the campers. And it was so cool to just be around basketball all day for four to five days. And that was kind of when I knew, you know, I want to make this a career somehow, some way. I just want to be in basketball. Um, and I met so many amazing people through that camp. Actually, one of my best friends I met there. Um, and I did that for, I think I interned two years and then I was promoted to like salary or whatever I was paid, which was pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the Drew League is an amazing um basketball experience for anyone if you ever go to LA um it's during the summer and it's basically just basketball games all weekend long with some of the best players from overseas um NBA players come later on in the summer and it's just competitive games G League players come and I interned there uh, a summer and it was so fun um I worked with Nike and yeah that was (laughs) kind of long-winded but it was super super fun experiences yeah, so that's actually, it's um, it's funny you say you're working for Fox Sports. That's where my internship has actually been the past oh, no like, way. eight months. Yeah, um, I've actually heard a lot about you because I work, I work with the FS1 team. And when you join oh the team, gosh. yeah, a lot of them. So there's a lot of people who are kind of telling me, like, oh, we, one of our friends is working for the Blazers now. So it's kind of, kind of full circle. It's kind of interesting how that's worked out. That uh, is so awesome. But yeah, um, so kind of obviously the season hasn't started yet so you're not covering games or anything like that but what has it kind of been like so far in the position as the digital content manager for the Blazers yeah so it's been a really really fun experience so far obviously you know I worked for the Grizzlies for two years um, so I kind of knew what the job was I have a little bit more responsibility here in Portland as far as like the back end on the website and um, dabbling in photography stuff like that but um, yeah, summer league. We, I was in Vegas for uh, I think it ended up being like twelve days. <laughs> um, so that was really fun, and we won the championship. So that was really cool. Um, and now it's kind of just back to you know planning for the season and um, thinking ahead to different activations we can do. Um, yeah, I just can't wait till the season starts. <laughs> What exactly does a digital content manager do? I imagine it's probably a little bit different from team to team or whatever, but how did you figure out what that position is? Because like you were saying earlier, like you didn't even know that it was a job and it actually wasn't even a job like 10 years ago. None of us even knew what any of this stuff was. And now suddenly it's like a really major part of a team's marketing and, you know, brand and everything. So like, what is it exactly that, um, that you do or that you think you'll probably do as the season goes on? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So I'm managing all of our digital platforms right now. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, um, the website creating, um, if we have a press release that goes out, I'll put that on 
on the website. We'll make photo galleries. And then as far as, um, you know, other jobs, I guess, um, I'll be traveling with the team, which I'm really excited about. Um, so I'll be, I'll be there to get, you know, on-site coverage, um, take, I'm going to learn how to take better photos. Cause that's something I've always wanted to learn. Um, and then just pretty much, like you said, working with different teams, like the, um, the sales team, ticket sales, you know, PR marketing, kind of just being a liaison for all of those different departments to get, you know, the good things that the, the blazers do, um, out there to the world. So how much of the, of like the tweeting or Instagramming or Facebooking do you do? Is there like a team behind that? Is that your, your voice? Are you taking over a voice that was created by somebody else or are you creating a new one? How does all of that, like the voice of the team go work? Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that because that was actually one of my hesitations um, coming into this role, not even, you know, coming into it, but when I was in interviewing, I expressed to my now boss, you know, the Blazers have always had such an incredible voice on social, you know, and I, I was nervous. I was like, okay, well, am I going to be able to, to be that, that you know, snarky, um, you know, voice that the, the fans love. And, you know, my boss would kind of explain to me like, yeah, I mean, you can definitely do that. We've seen what you can do. So don't worry about that. Just be yourself, but also, you know, there's a there's an incredible roadmap that the social media team has laid out in the past. And I I'm just trying to, you know, insert my personality where I can, but definitely keep the brand voice. Um, and, and as far as day to day stuff, I'm currently doing all the posting. Um, I'm going to be on vacation in a couple of weeks. So um, my boss, I think, will will take over. But, yeah, I, I'm doing all the day to day stuff right now. Um, so something that I've found interesting kind of now that I've been kind of working in social media a little bit more is dealing with the backlash of mm -hmm. from fans and all of that and obviously I know there's a lot of um, people who choose to just completely ignore it because since it is a team it's not really like a personal attack or anything like that but how do you kind of now that you're kind of the voice of this um, this team's social media like how are you going to kind of approach that as far as listening to fans and kind of if you're going to cater to that at all, or if you're just not going to let that bother you. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to use my experience with the Grizzlies as an example, because um, last season the Grizzlies lost 60 games, which is brutal. Um, and it was super negative. Every, everybody was down. There were a ton of injuries, a ton of turnover, and it was just a really negative time Um on the internet with fans and, you know, quite frankly, in the organization. And at first that really bothered me because I'm a sensitive person. You know, I care, I care about, you know, the players and the team and the organization and, and just being surrounded by that negativity really affected me. And then I kind of had to step back. And like you said, you know, this is not a personal attack. Fans want to be heard and that's social media is how they're heard. You know, that's, an outlet for them. And I, once I kind of stepped back and, you know, was like, Oh, okay. They're not trying to make you feel bad. They're just getting their frustrations out. Just try not to read the comments. And if you do read the comments, just let it go. But yeah, it's definitely tough. And I think that it is really important to listen to what fans are saying. Obviously I don't have the control to get a player or wave a player 
But, you know, I think just seeing the conversation um, is super important. What are some of your favorite, you know, sort of moments or tweets you've been most proud of or things like that, that, that you did that, you know, can kind of counteract some of those nights when you had a really rough night or the team had a really rough night and everyone was coming at you. What are some kind of, you know, flip side uh, fun things or like inspirational things that have happened to you? Yeah, for sure. So last season, um, we, I don't know if you remember like the barbecue fit photo that was going around of like Brooklyn barbecue. It was pretty depressing. And um, I saw that and it was a Sunday day. And I think we were in the midst of like a 16 game losing streak or something crazy. And I texted my boss and I was like, what if we make a joke about this barbecue? Wait, what's the Brooklyn? Can you tell us a little bit about the Brooklyn barbecue? So I saw this meme going around and it was a piece of barbecue from Brooklyn that was super like wrinkly and it looked dry (laughs) and it was like the bread was like gross. And it was a real thing. Like it was, they were really serving this barbecue in Brooklyn. So obviously Memphis is known for its barbecue. And, you know, I saw that and immediately was like, oh my gosh, we need to say something about this. So um, I tweeted from the Grizzlies account, like I tweeted at our police department and I said, we, we'd like to report a crime or something. And it totally blew up. And it was just a positive moment for me. Cause I was like, okay, we've lost 16 games, but like that, tweet did really well and like people are talking about our brand in a positive way that was that stuck out i'm sorry my daughter's freaking out in the background um uh so how has you or how have you been adjusting to life in portland because i'm sure obviously portland and memphis are very very different so how has that transition been for you yeah so i'm like i said i'm i'm originally from los angeles so it's super nice being back on the West Coast and Pacific time is glorious. <laughs> I forgot how wonderful it is. Um, yeah, no, I love Portland so far. Um, everyone was kind of telling me about the weather and yada yada and it rained. I personally really like the rain. I don't know if I'll feel like that after like six months <laughs> of rain, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I really like it. The people are super cool. Um, it's been a fairly easy transition. I was a little nervous um, about moving again to a new place, but one of my uh, great friends lives here, Kayla Knapp. Um, She does social for uh, the Portland Timbers. So that's been uh, fun knowing someone, you know, here. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I love it. How uh, have you had a, you probably had plenty, plenty of chances to meet and interact with the players now and the team, you know, do you, did anybody, um, Anybody, uh, you know, giving you a hard time or ribbed you or been like especially helpful for you? Um, well, none of our guys would, of course, give you a hard no. time. No. <laughs> Summer League was actually really cool because I got to meet, you know, kind of the younger guys and uh, Gary Trent Jr. and Amphrony are super cool. I have to say, I was really nervous when I met Dame for the first time. Um, I've always been a huge uh, Damien fan, so that was kind of stressful. I was like nervous, sweating a little bit, but he's really cool. And yeah, I mean, I haven't met a ton of the um, starters, but I'm I'm excited to meet all, all of them. Great. Um, do you, Tara? Do you have any more questions before the final one? 
Well, I would just ask uh, you, Amara, if you have any questions for us about Portland. Like, is there, are you looking for any particular, like, type of food or something to do or something that, like, you miss about Memphis that you're trying to find something special about Portland? Anything that we can do to make your your life here more comfortable? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, give me all you got. I went to the zoo. I was super in love with the zoo. I'm definitely going to go back. Um, I've been eating my way through Portland Absolutely. I've definitely been doing that. But any recommendations you have? I know like some there's some good hiking spots. So if you can give me the the lowdown on those, I would be appreciated. Yeah. Have you been to the Japanese garden yet up in No, I have not. I actually just went there today. <laughs> you, awesome. Yeah. I would say I, the reason I recommend that is because it's a very calm and peaceful and beautiful place. And, you know, when things get heated, when the season starts yeah. and as the social, as the, you know, the social brand and everyone's coming <laughs> at you, you might enjoy going there because it's very calm and very relaxing. Yeah. yeah. I would yes, say hiking I would love wise, that. Yeah. I think hiking wise, um, I like going over, uh, kind of up by the gorge and doing like the waterfalls, which they're not Ooh. super intense heights. Most of them are like about a mile long to each thing. So they're pretty short, but you tend to do like a lot of them at once. So you kind of move through all the different waterfalls. And that's a lot of fun because it's really pretty and okay. it's not super intense. So it's like you can, it's kind of a more relaxed, more of just a scenic kind of hike. But yeah, nice. just get by the gorge and do that. I love doing that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to do that before the season. And people are going to probably want to know pretty soon which your donut preference is. That's like kind of a big deal in Portland. Okay, yeah. They're going to be like, are you Voodoo? <laughs> are you Blue Star? Are you Pips? So I would recommend that you eat a lot of donuts. You yes. try a lot and you take your time before you make your decision. You do a lot of research first. You know what's actually funny? When we came to Portland, when I was with the Grizzlies, I went to Voodoo. And I wasn't like that impressed, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it was really cool to Instagram, but as far as taste, I wasn't too impressed. But I have had Blue Star, and Blue Star are really good. So yeah, Blue Star is my favorite. Answer, but... No, Blue Star, Blue Star is definitely my favorite. I agree with the vo your Voodoo take. I think I've always described Voodoo as their like average donuts with interesting toppings, because mm -hmm. the actual donut itself is like it it's pays. It pays yeah, it tastes Joker. like the same donut you would get, like, at a grocery store or something. It's For just sure. the toppings are super cool, and they have, like, unique names, and they look cool and everything. But, yeah, definitely Blue Star is the way to go. I think I'm Team Blue Star. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's one more. If you haven't checked out Pips yet, Pips is really good because they make these – they make little donuts. Yeah, they do. And they, do. they make them right in front of you. Ooh. So they, like, come right out of the batch, and they give them to you. So you get, like – a half a dozen little tiny ones and they've just come in right out of the fryer. So they're like crisp on the outside and mm, cakey on the inside. Yeah. They're amazing. Also, if you have, if you like ice cream, definitely like salt and straw. You probably I have been have there. Lie. Oh yeah. Yes. So good. Yeah. Do you like, co are you a big so coffee good. drinker? I am. I, I personally love Stumptown coffee. That's my favorite. Yes. I went there. Um, we actually have Stumptown coffee at the office, so I drink it oh. every morning, which is super delicious. Yeah, it's it's very, very good. 
I don't so are you're aware of the Shabazz is the man commercial, uh, Stumptown TV commercial? <laughs> oh my gosh. Was, yes. Last year yes. it was like totally viral and people either absolutely loved it or hate it. And it's going to be super hard not to have Shabazz Napier back with us this year. And I can't wait to find out if Stumptown does another uh, awesome commercial with another trailblazer. <laughs> yeah. My coworker showed me that and I was like, I... I'm obsessed with this. Everything about yeah. it. I loved it. <laughs> Shabazz is the man. Uh, but I do understand that, that Brooklyn has a, uh, has a stump town. So I guess he'll be taken care of uh, back there. <laughs> one more thing, but we have, we do have one last question that we like to ask everybody. Um, but first, thank you so much for being on with us and can't wait to uh, see more of your work as the off season progresses. And then once the season starts, uh, hope that you'll consider coming on again. Um, yeah, for but sure. One, what the what we like to ask is who is a woman who inspires you either in your work or just you know in your everyday but you know who's who's a woman who really inspires you um so i worked with this woman named mina park at fox sports um i've known her for i think four or five years now and she is hands down the most creative and talented person i know um, she got a job at the Rams in LA doing their social media and recently, and she had been telling me since I met her, um, I want to be my own boss. I want to start my own digital agency. And she just kept, you know, that was just something that she's always wanted to do. And she did it. And she started up a digital agency called crispy chicken Co. <laughs> with her, one of her best friends. And I'm just so proud of her. And, um, yeah, shout out Mina. <laughs> That's awesome. You want to tell folks uh, the best way? Well, like, obviously, one way to find your work is at trailblazers.com. But do you have, yes. or is at trailblazers, but do you have any other accounts that you will be tweeting from, or will you just pretty much be doing the trailblazers? Yeah, so I'll be doing trailblazers, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. So if you follow there, uh, that'll be my, my work. Awesome. Someday somebody has to show me how to do Snapchat because I just absolutely cannot. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> yeah. I cannot we'll, wrap my we'll head around Snapchat lesson. for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, Amara, thanks again for being here. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks for yeah. having me, guys. Thank you so much. That'll do it for this episode of Women's Hoops and Talks, the What Podcast. You can find us as part of the Blazer's Edge podcast feed. Please find us on Apple iTunes or Stitcher or whatever you listen to. Find the podcast on Twitter at Hoops and Talks. I am at TCB Biggs on Twitter and Kendall is at Kendall Bennett 16. 